Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I am your host, Brad Merriman. To my right, it is not Sally DeFries. It is not Dylan Shivery. It's not Dave Ruff, even. Or Will DeFries, for that matter. But we have a very special guest. You may know him by producer Randy. I know him as Randy Trimbacki. Good morning, Randy. How are you? Good morning. Welcome back to Randy and Brett Lunchtime Radio. Wow. Little R&B Lunchtime Radio That's throwback for the, for the really dedicated for the listeners. true fans, the true patrons of Wash Media from way back in the day. Great show. One of Great my favorite day. shows of all time, actually. People say it was the best thing Wash Media ever did, and I agree with them. Wow. Uh, the only thing we couldn't, our problem was uh, we were using very much copyrighted Whoa, music. Well, no, we weren't. No, we weren't. <laughs> Basically just playing songs on Spotify in between our breaks. Oh, what a time. What a concept that was. We just did a live radio show. We had people call in, too. We did. We actually had a listener be like, hey, like, I work for a radio station. Like, if you guys need that, want to do more of this, like, let me know. I could tell you the avenues, how to get this off the ground. But no, it was just some more fun thing that Brad and I were doing. A fun Patreon thing, Randy. Uh, what's going on in, in your world? You are now a... Uh, a softball player. Is that your first slow pitch softball league you've played in? Softball player, mead maker, plant dad. I, I'm all had, over the place. Yeah, you, you've taken up a lot of hobbies lately. I want to get to the bottom of... Uh, oh, it's just that I'm grotesquely single, so I have a lot of time <laughs> on my hands. <laughs> a lot of time on your... How did you get... Why, why mead making? You're famously not a beer guy. No, not a mead, not a beer guy. Not a wine guy either, too. Right. So you you look to either extremely sugary cocktails uh-huh. or m- mead. Yes, I, I just tried mead one day. I was like, you know, because mead is very, it's like the oldest, one of the oldest drinks. And it's all about like Vikings dr- drank it and all, you know, all mm. the old timey stuff. So it kind of has like a nerdy history aspect to it. And you do have sort of that nerdy history streak in that middle age like you enjoy that stuff fantasy like when i went to the renaissance fair they had like meat on tap like that was like Ah, they the drink to have like you can do everything else that they had but like the meat was the thing to have so it was pretty you know i was already inclined to that and then i was like you know i'm gonna try it someday and i did and the first one i had was amazing Mm. and then i just uh the reason i started getting into it was uh we actually talked about this yesterday in exactly five minutes was i just got getting served uh tiktoks Mm. of people making their own mead and brewing so uh and like how easy it was i'm like oh this is a this is a hobby i can get into and now i am and it's very fun but yes that this is not my first this is my first adult slow lit uh slow pitch softball league are you familiar with the leagues in chicago that play with no gloves no it's crazy it's like a the it's 16 inch or something like that they don't play with gloves the ball is is much larger oh so it's like dodgeball but like yeah you're not you're not trying like to not hit people yeah. yeah it's more like a kickball kind of vibe uh for those of the like obviously i know what meat is 100 percent. i know the recipe and everything you want me to tell folks at right home, for the just, folks yeah, at home i'm sure what, plenty enough that it's just honey wine honey so it's fermented honey so it's fermented water. honey it's like yeast water and honey that's about it and then you can add fruits and stuff in there so it's pretty much grapes are to wine as honey is to mead and how has the mead uh, turned out? The first batch was good, a little dry, but uh, okay. I, I prefer a little sweeter. But that's because after it's done fermenting, you're supposed to add more honey in with some potassium sulfate, I think is what it is, to make it like sweeter and stuff. Interesting. So I'm going to do that in this strawberry batch. Oh, a little strawberry mead. I got, I, I was, you know what? I'll just, I'll just read them off again because I, uh, I have a bunch of, strawberry was going to be the, feel like the easiest one to do next these are the ones i want to do peanut butter banana uh arnold palmer which i've had one in chicago before it's really good uh skyrim apples and cinnamon peach spicy vanilla and pina colada are all separate flavors yes that you want to do i want to try okay i'm i'm in i if you as long as you try it first uh because as long as I don't get sick from it. Notoriously, there is like you got to be careful making your own alcohol because you can make poison. I still, well, no, that's, I mean, that's more for like the distilling, distilling and stuff. stuff. Yeah, yes. fermenting is a lot easier. It's just pretty much just sanitize all your equipment, and you should right. be good. I, uh, yeah, I got the strawberry wine going. Shouts to Deanna Carter. If Sally was here, she would be singing that song. Strawberry. Yeah. Uh, your other your other hobby, which, which I one? believe. You're right. You have many. You're you're a man of many talents, Randy, both at work and at home. Some say too many. 
uh, is you've become a plant dad. Yes. Uh-huh. Which I believe, like, did you did you always like let, let's let's track your journey into becoming a plant dad for those of you that don't know Randy out there. Did it start with a brand deal that we were doing, or would, did you always want to be a plant dad? And was the space that you have at your apartment it sort of? It started with a brand deal that we did at the time when I was about to take the journey. I okay. like looked around our place and I was like, "Man, you know, we need some more life in here." I'm like, "We should get some house plants or something okay. like that." And then, like as I was thinking that, I think a week later, a sponsor later in this episode mm-hmm. uh, came on board, and I uh, was so, like, "Okay, yeah." You know what? I'm, I was thinking about it, and you know, this is the universe pointing me like, "Hey, it's time to take your steps in fatherhood." And so what was. was so what what was your first plant, and how, and how, why did it like it? You got like two plants, and then it exploded. Yeah, yeah, because I just decided like I wanted to have flower boxes and all this other stuff. So the first one was, I mean, it was from fastgrowingtrees.com, which right. we get into uh, some type of palm a money tree and something else okay because we got a good deal so i can't remember what the other one smaller plant and i was like you know what i w- i've been talking about this balcony getting flowers out there gonna go to home depot and then i spent way too much money and here we are it, it has now become a very expensive hobby correct yeah yeah no i'm, I'm done you're the done only, the only thing that i'm getting from now on is just watering them that's all really I'm pay for 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 right now I've spent way too much money. I don't need to get any more plants. Famous, I have, famous I have a big last words. Family as it is. Uh, so, you you have to like you. How many plants do you have now? How, how many flowering bushes and all that? Well, the flowers are all their own separate plants, I guess. But I have two flower boxes, a pot of daisies. I have four succulents, which I wow. mean, well, three of them are in one pot, so. Uh, and then I had the money, so I guess four. Then I got the money tree, palm, and I got some photos, I think they're called. They're going to start cascading down behind my TV, and they're going to look dope. Wow. And then two other ones that are like smaller house plants that are Don't, like- You have peppers too, right? Oh, yeah, and then I have the pepper, the jalapeno pepper. So that's, yeah, like eight plants, something like that. And you're, uh, what is, what's the equation you have Octomom. mapped out in your head? What do you mean? Uh, you, you can pay for your investment. Oh, yeah, yeah. If- <laughs> the amount of jalapenos I need to grow to make it worth my while of not buying jalapenos is somewhere between the 130 to 180 <laughs> range of peppers. <laughs> Randy has to grow 150 or so peppers to to pay off his investment. Which how many peppers are on a, a plant at any given time? Uh, like four or five. Okay, so we can get there. Yeah, but we like right now there. I don't have like three on there. And here's the thing too: I don't even eat jalapenos that much. Ah, they're just for March. They're I, for I, like a, a I garnish. Har- I harvested five of them, and they're still in my fridge. I'm waiting to make jalapeno pepper poppers. So you can't Ooh, go actually, wrong with some jalapeno that's poppers. A great right? idea. I completely forgot to pick up cream cheese last time I was at the store. So let's add that to the shopping list. All right, this is the mail-in. If you're wondering, yeah, we are. <laughs> we are the mail-in podcast where we talk about Randy's hobbies for the first part of the episode. Please subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at mailinpodcast. Uh, hit up the store, watchmedia.shop, and hit up the YouTube, youtube.com slash mailinpodcast to check us out uh, in 4K, as Randy is so nope. graciously. HD, 1080. It's not 4K. It's 4K. He says that every single time, and I have to sit there and bite my tongue. It's not 4K. It could be. It could be 8K if you have if you have enough pixels. New the new Apple uh, eye things VR. Yeah, the goggles. So many pixels you can't even you can't see them. I think that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Technology, man. Ahoy, mailing gang. I'm lost at sea and need some help. Pause. Uh, Yeah. I when I read this in the rundown, I thought this was going to be a bit about the submarine the whole time. It is. It is not a (laughs) bit. This 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 question came in prior to a certain submarine being lost. Uh, Hope they're all okay. It doesn't look good. Yeah. I started a new career a year ago, leaving the teaching field for the recruitment slash marketing world. I like the job. My coworkers are stellar people and colleagues, uh, and I feel right at home doing what I'm doing. I want to go the distance with this job, stress to Hercules, uh, and have big goals here. My problem lies in my lack of a mentor. My direct supervisor is too preoccupied with operations and revenue to dedicate time for one-on-ones, 
we meet sporadically and it's usually focused on what I'm doing versus what I'm, or excuse me, what I'm not doing, like critical and criticism versus what I am doing to improve. I'm a one person department and my predecessor got launched into the sun 18 months ago. I presume that just means fired, not. I, I was wondering about that too. Literally launched into the sun. Well, I, I also thought it meant like they could have been a, a very good extreme promotion too. I didn't know, but regardless, they're not around anymore. And, and probably not in the fiery pits of the sun. Uh, so there is no one that can give me concrete or time-tested advice. I'm very open to feedback and take direction. Well, my problem is that without a firm direction, I'm starting to feel disillusioned. I know that I'm a work in progress as a second career person, but I feel good about my effort and willingness to improve. How can I manifest my own intrinsic motivation? I know I can't depend on a mentor for guidance, but I need to change something before I burn myself out. Any advice would go a long way. Randy, we are both uh, employees of Wash Media without we – have, we have uh, people we answer to and report to, mm -hmm. but neither of the three of them are uh, in our field per mm -hmm. se. So we don't necessarily nope. have an in-company mentor. How do you find yourself intrinsically motivating yourself or, or maybe goal-seeking or, or becoming a better production person? video person, et cetera, without sort of that direct mentor? And have you really had a mentor? Not really, no. I mean, I've learned a lot through internships and other stuff, but that was like more just learning on the job. I guess part of my field and in recruiting too, I guess, I don't know, you might just have to like rely on your mentors being your peers and like learning from there and like kind of like up and down like mo managing moving that, up learning and managing laterally down, yeah. instead of like looking up to someone too like that's like dan and like j-bone and i like we're all pretty much kind of doing the same thing we all we all constantly talk about like new uh equipment and new like stuff going on there and like neither none of them are like above me or below me which just so i guess things like that i mean reddit and like other forms and type stuff that are in your career that you know don't go to post crap <laughs> Postgrad post problems, problems right yeah. because yeah, yeah. if you ask for advice there you're just going to get a bunch of wash bits but uh <laughs> things, those, yeah. things like that i think is the number one thing i would say here is that you learn from the internet and from your peers yeah is is a hard is you know it kind of sucks thinking like you want someone to actually train you but sometimes especially in a new career like you have to People say fake it until you make it, but I guess it's just like you have to train yourself t sometimes, especially nowadays, and it sucks, but yeah. part of the thing. Yeah, there's sort of an idea of like uh, maybe imposter syndrome is kind of what I'm looking for, where you go into a job, like this person here is a second career person. They're like, I was a teacher, I was teaching, and now I'm in recruiting and marketing. I might not, I, I might like it, but I don't necessarily have that institutional knowledge built up over a over a degree or mm -hmm. college or whatever. So you're kind of in this world sink or swim and you look to somebody to help you through that, uh, looking up to a mentor or something like that. Now, Randy makes a good point. There's resources all over the place as far as looking online, uh, YouTube, you know, and, but I think intrinsically motivating yourself without, a, there's kind of two different things here. There's, I'm starting to feel disillusioned and w because I don't have a direction. So you, you're almost looking less for a mentor and more for um, like not criticism, but you're, you're looking for responsibility and you're looking for your boss to give you more of that, which it sounds like they are more on the operational revenue side and just sort of expecting you to like go be you and figure it out. So you're not, I don't, I don't think you're looking for a mentor as much as you're looking for a, a direct like KPIs or goals or something like that. And I think the the easiest way is to go to this boss or this person and just saying, like you, you say, we meet sporadically. Well, well, kind of on you to say, hey, I want more FaceTime with you here because we need to discuss not just what I'm doing wrong or not how I'm not meeting your goals for me, but we need to discuss a, a path to get there. And they may not be a recruiter or marketing person, but you need to know things you have to hit or, or, or lay out a plan for yourself because you can't really improve. There's nothing to improve on unless you have a plan. 
And so if, if this person is just like, like you're recruiting, that, uh, we need more leads, we need more high quality candidates, like it's kind of on you to take that step to get more FaceTime with that person to see what they are looking for from you versus being told, oh, you're not, you're not doing well. And then be like kind of wallowing in the why. Yeah. That was my, pretty much my second piece of advice yeah. outside of colleagues was especially, I mean, you're kind of moving from education to corporate. So there's like a big change there too. But I think people young in their career don't like understand the concept that you can call a meeting like you like yeah I know you need to manage up yeah like your your person above you you say that like they clearly don't have time and stuff all that but like you need to like go up to them and say hey i i want to schedule a meeting with you to discuss these things and like then you guys compare your schedules and you'll be able to figure right. out like it's something that just being young in your career you don't think you have the like i don't know what's the word here like you're not allowed to do that like you're yeah. allowed to do that like try to find some time and then like talk about these things in your mind like there's multiple times will's like my direct guy here that like we're supposed to be like meeting once a week but sometimes like things go out of the way and if we don't meet after a while it's like all right we need to like meet because there's yeah. a lot of issues that are going like untalked about here and stuff and just just kind of it's hard to say that as a subordinate you need to put your foot down but like you need to make it very obvious to the person that hey we need to meet on this because i'm kind of just like i'm floating I'm, here yeah, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm I have no... lost, you're lost at sea and like yeah. you're you still have the training wheels on because you're new and like you don't want to like have those training wheels on that you need to like learn how to ride the bike i guess yeah. is the way you and getting a mentor is is ideal and right like a lot of people have this person they look up to that's been in the field forever but that's not an option here but you need a boss like you need you need some sort of you need a, a path and that's so you don't just say hey can we have a meeting enter yeah. like you need, send you need clarity hey, and direction can we have a meeting on my my direction and my my outlook here not what i'm doing wrong but what you expect from me i, I need a responsibilities meeting i need and then maybe you create a process you create that weekly check-in you create some sort of uh report that is giving your boss or your your superior more insight into what you're doing you talk to your friends and peers like randy said uh about how maybe they're faring in, in a second career world or, or what work is working for them from an intrinsic motivation thing. But your intrinsic motivation is going to come from, uh, uh, what's the word I'm like, incentive, right? What is your incentive to be intrinsically motivated? Is it mm -hmm. going to be money? Is it going to be a bonus? Is it going to be commission on sales? Like for me, my intrinsic motivation is I want to make more money by selling more ad deals, et cetera, right? Like that's how I am in intrinsically motivated i want to make people laugh i want to make people uh, fans of washed i want people to know our brand but like money is a motivator so is it that is it you want to feel fulfilled at your job you want to be able to you want a work-life balance that's second to none so decide what you want for your intrinsic but like what is your incentive to to be motivated to get where you want is it career advancement is it uh, a new job and a new industry that takes from what you're doing now at recruiting. So identify that first, bring this stuff to a boss or a peer or, you know, that kind of person, not a mentor per se, and then chart a course. Like you need, you need chart to chart a course here and, and that boss can help do that. And then manage up. Like Randy said, like, don't like put up, put on your big boy pants and set some meetings with some goals in those meetings. Mm -hmm. Don't just say, Hey, can we have 30? Because then, then, then the conversation is going to flow all over the place, and you're going to get back to let's. Hey, I want to set a meeting on my path, my goals, yeah. on your KPIs, what you expect from me, and come it's, prepared with like even write it yeah. down, like just and like oh. hit every, make sure that you hit every single thing that you want to talk about, and like that, that's a big thing. And you know, you say that they're preoccupied with operations, all that stuff. Everyone's got to eat. If it's even just yeah. a simple like lunch meeting, being like, hey, mm -hmm. let's both get lunch and like talk about this, like. The, the guy well, your boss your guy woman whoever it is will have uh will have time like even though they're extremely busy you'll find time at some point and if you want to be comfortable during that meeting randy well i feel like recruiting firms all right yeah go ahead i want to be comfortable in this yeah <laughs> so put on your mudgy jeans randy put on your mudgy jeans because mudgy makes the most comfortable jeans chinos shorts and joggers ever Made from buttery soft, patented stretch materials that look stylish but are insanely comfortable. Never too baggy, never too tight. They're frankly the best thing to happen to legs since chairs. That's huge. 
gigantic, honestly. Never in human history have legs been so spoiled by the pure softness and comfort of Margie Jeans while looking so damn good. The guys at Margie have one mission in life. Give every guy the confidence to walk blindly into their closet, reach out, and know whatever they pick will have them looking good and feeling in any, excuse me, feeling even better. You will literally never have to shop anywhere else again. Randy, What's your Mudgy collection looking at, looking like currently? I got a pair of the the light, the light blues, and I got a pair of the blacks. I don't know what the light blues are called. I know the blacks are called the squid inks. Nice. And, and let me tell you, and these, and this, I the Cool Max. I've yet oh. to uh, got to get to try those yet. I'm sure you have. They are fantastic. Uh, the regular ones too are super comfortable and breathable. That like even these hot 100 degree nights in Austin, like if I'm wearing. Usually, I still want to wear pants going out. I wear the Muggsies, and I'm completely fine. They're so comfortable even, like, in that terrible heat. I do the same thing. It's it's 97 degrees at, like, 9 or 10 o'clock at night while we're out having some beers. Uh, I don't sweat. They're extremely comfortable. They look great. They're cool, and I have a rule that I use most of the time. That I don't wear pants to – or I don't wear shorts to bars. I have to wear – if I'm going out, I have to wear either long sleeve shirt and shorts or long pants and a short sleeve shirt interesting that's my that's my rule i I didn't know you'll notice now now that i've told you that sleeve shirts with pants though uh only only in winter winter time or fall interesting but next time you'll you'll notice you'll notice me if i'm wearing shorts i have a long shirt on that's interesting yeah uh they're also my airplane oh airplane uh pants because i just they're super comfortable and like I, I I get why people don't want pe- to wear shorts on plane stuff, but like usually, all there. And to be honest, I they're comfortable, but I didn't realize how comfortable they are compared to different denim. Because I was like one time just trying different outfits on and trying different colors of pants for my outfit, and I had Muggsies, and I went from like Muggsies to a different pair of denim, just it was a different color. And wow, going f- just to those two, I was like this. I did not realize how comfortable this is compared exactly. To they're cool match jeans, like we talked about, the cool match denim. They're like air conditioners for your legs. They spent years in the lab developing the most breathable jeans ever, designed with lightweight fibers to ensure a cool breeze with every single step. Go from the backyard barbecue to the bar in one swift motion all summer long. So here's the deal head to mudgy.com, get 10% off now using code MAIL. That's 10% off. Some of the most premium jeans, chinos, swimwear, and shorts on the internet. Mudgy also offers free shipping and returns, so there's absolutely no risk in giving them a try. Mudgy.com, get 10% off now using code MAIL. Here we go. Hello, mail-in crew. Do you guys have any advice for how to communicate with close family about your alternative life choices? What I, with that, I'm referring to things like not wanting kids, opting for civil union over marriage, and choosing to not climb the corporate ladder, amongst other things. My parents are generally supportive people, but tend to be kind of conservative. I know they would love to see me on the traditional path of being married with kids and a truck parked out front of a suburban home. I've started to realize it's just not for me, and I want to join Salt Lake City's class of pseudo-ski bums. You know, the one ski touring at 5 a.m. on a Tuesday before work and skiing 50-plus days despite not working Excuse me, despite working full-time. Happy to hear your thoughts, Randy. You want to be a, a a knight in shining armor, I believe, if you had it your way. That takes a lot of training, Brad. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Alternative life choices, Randy. We've sort of made some of our own uh, in joining a startup with like five people at it, um, opting for less, I guess, financial security over the, the idea that we can – Work for a brand and build it into something bigger, right? It's true. How does your were your folks the kinds of folks that were like, we want you to go into you know selling insurance and have a stable job for forty years and then retire and that kind of thing, or were they how, how were they more of accepting as far as your your life choices? They were I'm pretty accepting and like supportive of anything I wanted to do, and but like. I wonder if that's just because I'm the baby of the family. Like I look at my two older brothers and like they're engineers. They like have very good engineering jobs and all that. But that also might have been just what they wanted to do and like be successful people in that in that field. But like we were always, I think, kind of guided in the path of like 
all right, you go to, you go to high school, then you go to college and then mm -hmm. you get a job and like you do like a good job that you got because of your college degree. And like you, you know, he's 401k house, kids, all that. And like, and pretty much that's still kind of like the life that I want, want to live. But yeah, I mean, I could definitely tell that I know people of that older generation have trouble, like, and this is any generation with the generation yeah, than, that, generation that they with, have yeah. a trouble like understanding how different lifestyle it is. Like the first time my cousin decided to have a small wedding, he was the first of all of like the cousins to be like, no, we're not, we're just going to have like very small, small wedding. Sure. The aunts and uncles were not happy about it. I'm like, <laughs> I did, like as like a cousin, I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, sure. You just don't want to spend the money and all that. But it like was a big whatever. So I understand that people in the, in the older generations, have like this idea of what their kids want to be and it is kind of hard talking to them well i think an older generation uh especially like a more conservative you know generation i think they they equate success with that white picket fence suburban home truck out front kids wife kind of thing i think we our generation sort of gen millennial on gen y Gen Y, if you will. We see that as a path that doesn't necessarily equate to success, right? Mm -hmm. Success is more of what we define versus what a societal generation defines. Like they, parents, you know, mid, call it mid 50s to mid 70s are like house, own a home, uh, have kids, have the, have the suburban home have the extremely stable job and the alternative stuff is is threat to that success versus a generation like us sees some alternative style or life choices as maybe not success per se but more fulfilling than chasing after that success dream of an old, older generation much like being a pseudo ski bum not wanting kids, civil union, like the, the civil union marriage thing. I think there's a, a degree of, a, there's a religious undercurrent there that I think some people may reject their parents' religious choices or, or adherence to something like that. So I get, I get that. Um, and I don't want to comment on civil union versus like, I don't, yeah. I don't have, I, I want to get married. I love the idea of marriage. I love the covenant of marriage. I, I'm in, I'm in on that. So I don't, I can't really, speak to that per se but from a not wanting kids perspective not choosing to climb the corporate ladder that's that's totally fine like you're you're your own person i think what your parents are going to want more than anything and they'll get past the initial shock and the, the initial idea like they want you to be doing something productive now i feel like that's almost like a loaded term when i say do something productive. That can mean having a stable job. And that can mean having a bunch of kids. And that, that can mean making good money and your wife makes good money or your, your partner makes good money. And like that's productive. But you, as long as you're doing, like you said, the pseudo ski bum idea, ski touring at 5 a.m. on a Tuesday, 50 days a year, is productive in that it fulfills you mentally, it fulfills you physically. Your lifestyle is going to be more enriched. You're going to meet people from that. You're going to and, and basically live a life productive enough to have a, a plan for your future. Some sort of some sort of thing you're building to goals and and what do you want to be? And that can kind of go into explaining to your parents. Like I don't want this traditional idea of success. My idea of success is this: I'm going to meet somebody ski touring. Uh, we're going to have a civil union. We're not going to have kids. We're going to tour, we're going to explore the world and we're going to hit a hundred countries before I die yeah. or, or we're going to open uh, a ski school or something like that. We, we have this idea of success or productivity that it's different than yours, but I still am working towards something. I have this ambition. That's just a different kind of ambition, or at least a differently placed ha ambition than what your idea of it is. Having a plan, I think is what like the parents, like you said, this is like, this is their plan. They always right. had that plan. That's what they saw for you doing. But like, as long as you're not just kind of, you know, just going like going with the flow and doing whatever, like if you have a plan to say like, this is how I imagine my life going, yeah. then I think that's easier to like 
go in with knowing and being able to explain to them what it is. They might still be confused and not understand, but I think in reality, a parent just wants their child to be happy and successful. So as long as they know that you are headed in that direction, that this is what's going to make you happy, this is what's going to, and it's going to make you successful, then yeah. it's a it's something that will quell their worries. Right. I think uh, uh, they want you to be happy, one. They want you to not suffer, not be in pain. They want you to be healthy and happy. Two, as a second priority, they want you to be uh, secure, stable. They want to know they when want, you're gone that you're going to be okay. They want to know that you're going to have no problem on your own putting food on your plate. Now, if they're like, if they're financing this lifestyle, yeah, that's that's different. That's right? a that's, harder ask. That's a harder ask. That's a that's a harder like. If they're financing your alternative life choices that they already are are hesitant on to begin with, that's that's more of an an issue because then you're you're they don't then then you don't have a plan. Then you're just doing stuff because it's fun and you don't have this like when when they're when they're gone, you don't have a backup plan, which is probably part of their reason for being hesitant on alternative life choices. If you're financing this yourself and you're saying, hey. I want to. I want to ski. I want to. I want to work this kind of alternative thing. I can. I can still be full as long as you have a, a means of putting food on your plate, and they don't have to worry about that. And you're happy doing it. Start there. Just say, hey, here's my plan. And my plan may be to. I want to ski. I want to hang with my friends or some some sort of like structure in this alternative lifestyle, and tell them that like that's my success. And maybe what do you what do you dream about? What are you ambitious about? Like as long as you have some sort of like working towards something, it can be a totally alternative lifestyle. I want to be the best, Randy's. I want to be the best plant dad. I want to own the most plants. I want to have a green like showing them some sort of ambition in your alternative lifestyle choices is it is is all they can ask for, right? Like just say, hey, my idea of where I'm at in. 20 years looks different than where you guys want yeah. it to be as far as from your idea of success. But my idea of success is this, and here's what I'm doing to work towards that. Yeah. The thing is that the whole way that they think is that's a proven, proven path. It works. That's why like they think that that's, it's a safe thing. And to be honest with this thing and what Brett and I have both been doing in our life, we took a lot of risk on. And yeah. I know like, even though I'm pretty established in this company now, like my first move down here, was just working at Jimmy John's. And like, I have a friend that lives in Denver uh, that's doing stuff. And both of our parents are very uh, boomer parents and and say this. Mom just goes, well, you can always move back if you want to. Yeah. It's like, they're just they're just concerned about your well-being. And so I was yeah. like, no, I'm doing quite well. I'm doing quite successful. I'm not going to move back. I'm like, well, okay, just honey, I just want to let you know that's okay. Exactly. Speaking of plants, Randy mentioned these guys initially. I'm going to mention them now. We're talking fast-growing trees. Breathe some life into your own backyard with FastGrowingTrees.com this spring. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. FastGrowingTrees.com plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything. In between, happy plants, happy home, right? But sometimes it's hard to know which plants will do best. No problem, because with FastGrowingTrees.com, you get customized recommendations based on your specific needs. Plus, their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online, your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. Randy, when you got on fastgrowingtrees.com for the first time, did you have an idea of what you wanted or did you let the plant experts decide for you? Uh, Kind of let the plant experts decide for me. Going back to what you just said, uh, very underrated that it goes right to your door from, I live right by the Home Depot, but true you just literally having i live on the throw i live on third floor no elevators and having to carry up all the stuff that i've had to before no fast growing trees just delivered straight to my door and all i had to do was bring it inside and put these in was phenomenal um what was your question 
Uh, did you know what you wanted oh, yeah. going in? Uh, I know I just wanted some house plants. I kind of wanted like, you know, I'm a tropical guy. I love the, the heat and stuff. Kind of want a palm. But the biggest thing for me is my roommate has a dog. So I was just like, all right. And they are very good about having a plant-friendly section on the on the website. So I was like, all right, let's just go to the plant. Yeah. The, hey, know, this the, is not touching to dogs. Yeah. So I just chose from there. Boom. And it was great. I got a uh, got a lime tree going because I want to make margaritas. That, that's my biggest uh, problem with fast-growing trees is that I don't have a yard. I want to have a mm. whole orchard out there, and I would just love to be having tree fruit trees all over the place. But you know, maybe down the road when I have a house, I'll head up for fast-growing trees for all that. But right now, just an apartment. Grow an orchard in your backyard with Randy and fast-growing trees and join 1.5 million Happy Fast Growing Trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash mail in now to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash mail in. All right, Randy, here we go. First, this is a little callback here. Thank you for your kind and thoughtful words about my dad's second divorce. You're welcome. Uh, Everyone I ask is in agreement that I can maintain a healthy relationship with my stepfamily as long as they're willing. Totally agree. Uh, and I've already reached back out to some of them with great results. Now, on to some fresh trauma and a new question. Yikes. So, I, remember, I remember that question. You guys gave good advice on Thank that you. one. About two weeks ago, one of my closest friends in town sent what I interpret to be a friend breakup text. I've never had a friend breakup before. She said she wants a relationship to only be professional from now on. For example, we work for the same organization, although she's moving to part-time soon. The kicker, her wife-to-be is a closer friend of mine who doesn't know the exact wording of the text I received and wants to continue being friends. We've all visited each other's homes, given each other birthday presents, gone out to eat, etc., so this was more than just a work bestie situation. I guess I just try to stay friends with the partner that still wants to be friends. This is uncharted territory. Oh, also, uh, we volunteered to photograph their engagement and wedding ceremony. Because I'm a, I'm a hobbyist photographer and offered since we've shot a wedding before. I guess that's out the door now, huh? Any advice? Appreciate it. Are they still invited to the wedding? I don't know. This is it's yikes. kind of a right. It's a very much a yikes situation, and it sounds like the other person in this situation who sent the friend breakup text is like read a book or something on like cutting whether it's toxic people or or you don't have enough time for people like cutting people out of their life. I need to know what this text says. Is it sort of like a let you down easy? Is it? Is it I would like have a, liked to see the text. There, there's missing context here that I, I'm like. Is there? A, what do you think the reason for this is? Are, is it something to do with the partner here? Are you? Is there a jealousy thing involved? Is there a toxicity thing? So we need context here. But my initial reaction to this is, and we can kind of wrap this up relatively quickly, is you need to communicate with this friend the, who's the breaking up with you. No, oh, no. I, I think you need to communicate with the partner as well and tell them exactly what happened. You need to communicate with a partner on this and be like, what? what's the reasoning behind this i go directly to the friend that just broke up with you and say like hey you know can we get a coffee can we get a a, a drink you you need to do something here to lay out like why the reason for this is she wants to be professional from now on and maybe that's maybe it's a job thing are you getting but she's going to part-time so it, yeah. it's, it's weird that they're saying, hey, let's just be professional friends as I'm about to take a step back from this job and only be part-time. Right. And I just, I don't really, I, I get like a breaking up with a friend for reasons, but you need to know those reasons. And that sort of informs you moving forward on how to, to act. And you can ask her all the questions that you asked us but, but, and just said, hey, what do you, what do you want us to do about our wedding? Like, what do you want us to do about your partner? What do you want to, like, we need to know you, there needs to be some sort of communication here on moving forward so that you're not just in your head constantly thinking about what, what's the problems have been here. Huh, interesting. I see, I don't like this advice I'm about to give, but I'm going to give it. Um, I would almost like want to get a drink with the closer friend of theirs and be like, Hey, what's going on? Like they said that they, they don't know the text and, 
clearly it sounds like you're going behind the person's back to like there, but you're clearly closer to this person. Like, yeah. you might just need to show them the text and be like, did we do something wrong? Like, did I do something wrong? Is there something going on here? Like, and then try to figure out and get maybe more clarity from that person since you're closer with them. But yeah, there you have to talk to someone in this uh, of the two of them and figure out what's going on because yeah. it just seems I, I had a uh, old manager back in the day who he would like talk. We were just talk about life and him and his wife, like at one point were like watching another uh, couple's kids and like the mom didn't like what, what someone said about like that the kid was being watched by them. Like it may seem like they were putting a burden on the the couple that was like watching them. And like mm-hmm. it was complete miscommunication. And like the person like blew up and like, we're not like going to be friends or anything. And the guy was like, well, like, we didn't like do anything wrong. It just, your, your kid was over and someone like came over and said, Hey, do you need help? And we're like, Oh no, we're all good. Making yeah. it seem like it was a burden to have it on there. And like, it just became into this big thing. That was miscommunication and all that. And turned into like those really good couples, friends, just completely just stopped talking to each other from simple miscommunication. So there could be something that like you said in passing or whatever that they took completely wrong and that you just need to like, figure out and have you know what brett when it comes down to it at the mail-in communication communication it can solve a lot of problems you need to get to the bottom of this get more clarity on the situation so before you make decisions and before you say well we can't photograph your way like you just we need more context here maybe we can re-help you with this once you do have more context since you clearly follow up you like to follow up either tell us if you went with brett where you went directly to the person that broke up with you or went with me and go to the person behind the back i think you should talk to both i think they like even if they're breaking up with you as a friend they they owe you some sort of closure or explanation here like that that you can't just say i hate you randy i'm never talking to you again and just do it like it's oh that was hypothetical Let's do the next one, Randy. Recently, one of my friends made a post about a brother having quintuplets. Yes, that is five kids at once. They started a GoFundMe, and I I get it. Kids are expensive. Five Five at one time is nuts. But here's the thing. I know their dad is a physician, a surgeon, in fact. My friend is also an MD. They take a lot of international trips, and it seems like the family could support them. Uh, Knowing this, how do we feel about the GoFundMe? I'm truly on the fence. Am I the asshole for even raising this question in my mind? Love you guys. Thanks. Kids are expensive, but... I'm going to say it. Yeah, I think you're kind of the asshole for questioning this a little bit. You can't, like know people's financial situation that that is what i was gonna say my big but was you don't know somebody's financial situation regardless of whether they're blowing it on international trips or not like you can't don't judge somebody for raising money for having quintuplet that's a lot of children and i get the family seems to be able to support it i get that they're a, a doctor so they can seem like they can support it and they might be. And they might be able to. It's just, I think that what I do here is I throw 25 bucks their way and kind of yeah, say, I think you're welcome. Having and, one kid nowadays is a super expensive. Yeah. Five is ridiculous. And just because this dad and your friend are successful in the medical field doesn't mean that, like, they should just completely support their sibling and son. Like, yeah, they're if, going if to support brother, them with time and, and energy. And, but, not necessarily like your brother's not going to send you a hundred grand to, to raise your child initially. Right. Like that. I don't, I don't know if this is a, it's a tricky one in that I get where you're coming from. And on the surface level, it feels like, Oh, like they're fine. They're doctors. But on a human level and an empathy level, it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. is it chip in a little bit? If you want to, you don't even need to, you can just, you can just, Hey, that's great. I'm um, congrats for having kids. I don't, I can't, they don't know your financial situation. So you say, well, mm-hmm. I, I can't really, afford to pitch in this month you know i i get you're having five kids but and i'm gonna go you, on my own you're way. making a lot of assumptions here you're assuming that the fan the dad and the you know your friend aren't supporting them at all like mm-hmm. just because they're taking international if my brother like i love my family if my brother was had like five kids right now what i'm just supposed to cancel my vacations because yeah. like yeah, something yeah. Going, like i still am going to support him and like help him out and stuff but like 
I'm not going to throw away my whole life because of something like that, but I'm going to, I'm going to help out still. It's just to just assume that, oh, this is relies on the whole family. I mean, it's not like we're living in villages anymore. We, we are not. Living so in villages. I, I get, I get where your thing is, but to kind of like, like I'm saying, coming off an asshole, like you're shaming them for doing a GoFundMe when you expect their family to like, and they also everything for them is they just they they need as much help as possible. And they're, you know, clearly probably they can't only get supported by their their uh, their dad and their friend. Like, so this is a, quintuplets is hard. They take a lot of international trips. Uh, I don't think they chose to have five kids at once. So even if you if they were you, you can take a bunch of international trips and, and they were like, all right, well, we're gonna have one kid. No, I, I think and now you have five. I'm saying the internet from what I'm reading this, the antecedent here is there, they take a lot of international trips. I thought that meant the dad and his friend did, not the actual family that just had no I think it's I think it's the it's the my brother, my friend is also uh, yeah. That is one of fact, my friends my made a post about oh about yeah, my one friend of the is, friend's brother. Yeah, my friend is also okay. indeed they take a lot of international trips. So I'm I think they're saying that like their friend is taking a lot of national trips and their dad is taking trips, but not the actual family that and had the right. Thing yes, five. you're right. Yeah, because right, if, right, if, right. if this family that's putting the GoFundMe up is like taking a bunch of frivolous vacations, I at see. that point, that, I could be that's, like, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous that they're going to go on these vacations and not spend their money. That on was where my children. hesitation was. Yeah, okay. If that is what it is, then I do take back a little bit about what I said, but. You know, it's kind of hard here. Like back yeah. in Randy, Brett and Randy Radio, we'd be able to get clarity on something mm, like this. Yes. But the they there, I think, refers to the family that they think that should be supporting yeah. this uh, new family. I got you. I got you. I I misread the question too. So in that case, I don't think you you're donate if you want. I I think the they're going to be okay. But it's also one of those things where they probably plan to have one kid and they have five now, yeah. and that's. Uh, I can't even like. How do you even have five kids? But I, I get the, uh, the intrusive thoughts of yeah. being like, oh, like these people should be. They able have two to, doctors in their family. Yeah, they'll be fine. Be but like, it. like why? Are, what why, is what is the society? Are they like abandoning their like their yeah. new like new five grandchildren and stuff? Yeah. So I get what you're thinking, and you know it's probably just a little you know thought that went into your mind and stuff. But I don't know, just help them out. It, it doesn't sound like this person's even friends with them yeah, yeah i think you just, just kind of i think they're just more like is this weird it's just, their friends it's their friend's yeah. brother yeah so I, I i certainly i wouldn't like shame your friend into like no, helping no, out more i'm sure they are probably helping uh you can send them some ag1 yeah, if you really want help. to ag1 the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health i drink it every day randy every day every day one scoop Cup of water, shake it up, bada bang, bada boom. Drink AG1 in the morning because it's a way to set my intention to, to borrow from yoga for the day. I'm going to have some sort of clean, healthy, body, mind, betterment routine. Honestly, doing something that's really beneficial and good for you right in the morning is just such a good way to start the day. Exactly. Exactly. It delivers comprehensive nutrients for whole body health. It replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It's a great bang for my buck as well as it replaces a lot of other, other supplements uh, like vi vitamins, minerals, uh, pre-probiotics for my gut health, adaptogens. It's all just, it's just a blend of, of extremely quality ingredients and nutritious things to, to put in your water and you get a lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally get in one scoop of AG1. Better energy, better focus, improved digestion, uh, mental clarity, and better sleep, Randy, to be honest with you. So here's the deal. Just one daily serving gives you the comprehensive foundational nutrition you need and supports energy, focus, strength, and clarity with 75 High-quality vitamins, probiotics, and whole food-sourced super ingredients. One scoop, cup of water, down the hatch. If you're looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs, plus a free year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash mail-in. That's drinkag1.com slash mail-in. 
Randy, I have the last question for you here. Let's do it. Hey, Brett and Randy, question for y'all. What should you do with bridesmaids or groomsmen gifts from friends' weddings? I've been a bridesmaid in a handful of weddings, which means that I now have a collection of random items with my name on them that I don't really use and don't really want, but also feel a little bad getting rid of them because they're gifts from friends. What have y'all done with personalized gifts from weddings? It feels wrong to toss perfectly good water bottles, tote bags, et cetera, but would it be weird to donate items with a name on them? I don't know. What do you think? Just throw them in a drawer. <laughs> Put them in your closet. There, yeah, th this, that's what I do, is with personalized stuff, uh, like monogram stuff from weddings, or I have like some Yetis that are, you know, have my initials on them from a Grimsman gifts and mm -hmm. uh, tote bags and Top bottles of whiskey and... with my name on it. You know, like stuff like that. I, I think you don't overthink it. Find a place for them. And eventually you're going to, they're going to get, you're going to move and you're going to be like, all right, this is a tossable thing. I just, oh yeah, they got lost in the move. I don't know what happened to them. That's, that's what you do. Here. Yeah. If you need a declutter, I mean, you shouldn't feel too bad about it. If it's something you don't need, it's like at the end of the day, it's cool having stuff like, with your initials or whatever on them, but like if it's just getting in your way, then you shouldn't feel too bad about it. Don't toss them, donate them, of course. Yeah, D right. I, I would yeah, say. but the, uh, that's what you do. Yeah, do you, you have a, a groomsman gift that you've been given that's like your favorite? Oh, um, probably I had I got like a decanter whiskey set, Ooh. it was pretty, pretty nice one, and just sits on my uh, my bar cart right now. It has some uh, Crown Royal Black in it too, but like mm. that was like a pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool one. Yeah, for Grimson gift, that's great. Yeah. I've gotten uh, Yeti. I've gotten bottles of whiskey. I've gotten similar, like, like a mono, not monogrammed. What's the just carved out, like, whiskey tumblers kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I've gotten a golf, like a shoe, golf, like a, a shoe bag, like for your golf shoes to oh, carry okay. around in with my. Yeah, I've gotten like a little six pack cooler, gotten some Yetis. Got like a cigar, like holder, um, some cufflinks, stop kit. Oh yeah, cuff absolutely cufflinks, big one. Yeah, socks Pins. and stuff. I mean, socks. Yeah. The thing is, like, like that dop kit that I have just kind of sits in a cabinet because, like, I already have a pretty good dop kit that I own and stuff. But it's like nice to have that secondary one, just maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's also a good way, like. They kind of mentioned here it's you know random items and shit, but I I do like looking at grooms and gifts I've I've received over the last couple of years and thinking for a second about that wedding or that day or that mm -hmm. guy that I've been friends with forever. Like it, it is a nice reminder, and maybe that's like leads to you being a uh, what is it what's it called like when you uh, like a, a hoarder a hoarder yeah. yeah maybe that mindset in connecting or or. Uh, personalizing or what's the word i'm looking for like giving life to inanimate objects yeah is is how it how you become oh, a I, sentiment I, i'm yeah. very i'm very sentimental me about too stuff. like i there's a like just like a towel or a spatula that i like took from back in my childhood home that i still have in my apartment it's like throwing this away is gonna be like a hundred percent weird like i remember making egg like learning how to make eggs with this spatula yeah. and stuff uh, but the weird thing about bridesmaids, I don't know about bridesmaids gifts. I, that, I feel like they get bridesmaids. There's like nine different gift exchange yeah. periods. Groomsmen's gifts are all like usually formal stuff. And I'm not yep. really like doing formal stuff like cufflinks and like cigar stuff and all that. Like not really doing that often. So they only sit in there and like, I only use them at other weddings. Mm -hmm. And usually at those weddings, I'm getting a different groomsman's gift. So it's like really weird that like, it's for formal events usually for me. If you were a groom today, what would your groomsman gift oh, be to your boys? That's a great question. I feel like you have a lot of friends that would be like you would have like ten groomsmen. I will. I'll tell you what. My roommate, uh, he stood up at one of his firefighter buddies. They all got Damascus steel uh, daggers. Oh my god! Yeah, that's it, that's right up your alley. And like, I was like, you know what would be cool? I think I've seen like a TikTok of. Uh, Honestly, of like giving swords to all you can swords would be it would be sick like a a saber you know like kind of the the curved sword. I I saw one guy like 
they were all, I think they were doing like a and d session. Like he came out from the room, like the groom to his best man, like told him to get on a knee and like he knighted him and like wow. knighted him the best man in front of him and like gave him the sword. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That is, that is so up your alley. It that is ridiculous. So, yeah, I think I'll give my, my boys swords. You would give your boys swords. It would be because you could, it would be cool just you would like engrave them or encase them. It'd probably be, be like tough for your boy to bring home on a plane. Yeah. Uh, but you, you could, you could give it to them and then be like, here, give them back. We're going to send them to you. I would give my best man a sword and I give the rest of the groomsmen matching daggers. Interesting. That, okay. Just because it's probably a little less would, expensive. You would have, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have your best man uh, open a champagne bottle Ooh, with a sword. Yeah. What about you? What would you do? Uh, I've always pizza had like stones. a. <laughs> anybody wants a pizza stone. No, I, I, I always thought it would be cool to give uh, like a really nice putter to my groomsmen. Interesting. So, like a Scotty Cameron putter, for example, extremely expensive. Like this is pie in the sky shit. I'm not. I'm not serious here. But like, it would be cool to put some sort of like you can customize the back of them and put like a little name or or one word sort of message on them. Yeah. And I think it'd be cool to to basically attach a one word memory to each of my potential groomsmen Ooh, that's nice. and give them a putter. I do like. I like that just in general too. Instead of just putting their name something like that, attaching some type of like. Just a funny word that I think that everyone. Yeah, knows. a funny word or, phrase or, or, like or nickname or phrase. Yeah, it could it could be any of those. But I think uh, that idea sticks with me. It, and might, maybe a putter is wrong, but I like this. I really like the sword idea. Actually, I thought it was funny at first, but I'm like, that's kind of cool. It's yeah. something they can mount. It's your squad. It's you your go. legion. That's gonna do it for us in the mail in podcast, Randy. Uh, do you have any shower thoughts before we bounce? I do. I do. I have a I have a couple of shower wow. thoughts um here let me i i have two shower thoughts that i can go with here i'm gonna let you a little choose your own adventure okay. here uh brett's breaking news uh would you rather have uh movies or baths oh let's go baths baths why did men stop taking baths back like it uh, seems like they're like a stigma of like i started taking baths and they're phenomenal but at some point, it turned into a feminine thing that guys didn't do. Baths used to be reserved for kings. It's true. Like, why, why, are, why aren't guys taking more baths? That's a bad thought about it in the shower. I, you know, I think it's it kind of boils down to why do you, why do guys take shorter showers? I, I think it's more of like a a time thing. Um, guys, sort of like we get bored. We're simple creatures, Randy. That's true. And like, we don't want to read in baths we don't want to like light the candles and i i do yeah i'm, I'm down for a like bubble i know bath people that candles, do take but, baths but yeah. it just seems like the majority of men aren't just sitting there and just relaxing we we can sit and it's like why do girls like you hey you've watched the sports center four times in a row i'm like yeah i know and i'm gonna continue to do it there's just like a, a sort of a leisure activity that I'm like why do you why do you do that I'm like uh just because yes that's true so I think baths are just, I don't know where they became feminine. I think guys just are more of a shower and, and get on with it kind of kind of creature. But I don't know. It's a good, that's a good shower thought. Yeah, a just, good bath thought. Uh, I, think, I think back in the, the olden times, all these peasants out there working the field and they're in their slop and they have the king in there and they're nice bath. You have like the Middle Ages and medieval times like on your mind 90% of the day, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, I gotta always be. I'm supposed to be starting a D and D campaign, and I haven't done it all. So, fantasy is great, and just fantasy is always in that time. So it is. It is. Uh, yeah. I I don't necessarily have a shower thought today. I am uh, I am driving to Dallas later today. Ooh, uh, and back the same day. It's gonna be a long. Uh, my I commute did not is long. Know that today. you were doing that. Yeah, I didn't well, know I, you were driving. What you driving back tonight? Yeah, because I have a tea time tomorrow at seven forty five. For Klein's wedding, uh, of which I'm yes. a groomsman. Shouts to Klein getting married this what weekend. What did he get you? I don't know. Gift. I, I guess I will find out. That's a weird thing uh, about groomsman gifts. I never understand when you're supposed to get them. Like, I've gotten them when I was asked to be a groomsman, and then I've oh, also okay. gotten them, like, at the rehearsal dinner and stuff, too. It's just, I never, you know, it's weird. Mine have always been either at the rehearsal dinner or in the, uh, like, the groom's suite, like, getting ready for the wedding. Um. That's when that's yeah, my guess. I got those the are, other couple. Those but. are my I I would say three. I've gotten them when I've been asked, mm -hmm. and then after rehearsal dinner, and then when we're getting ready in the hotel. There you go. So 
Yes, it's just those are, if you're ever wondering, those are the three times I give them to people. My only shower thought is uh, on the road trip. I don't know what, what road trip snack I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Usually, I am a some sort of Chex Mix guy, and like a vitamin water. That's been my goat combos, for example. I was are gonna good. say weirdly combos are yeah. the perfect road trip, and my they're my airplane snack. Pizza combos mm. are I have every single flight. Mine are uh, weirdly at the airport. I am like a cheese it like a loaded cheese it guy mm-hmm. you know like they they load up the flavor um plus a bag of crispy m&ms nice oh and they brought water. them back like they the were green, gone for the, a while the light green bag they were yeah. gone for a while and they brought them back i think combos i feel like no one's just getting them to just eat at home i think the reason that they're such a good traveling snack is because they don't give you residue they, they very, give you the you cheese, know what they very give you the true. cheesiness without the residue and that residue is important in a road trip situation, and especially that's on a why, flight too. Like you don't want like your hands yeah. on that. I think that's why I I feel like the majority of people eat combos while traveling. We cracked the coat. There it is. No residue. That's going to do it for us in the mail-in. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at mail-in podcast. Randy, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and even YouTube probably at Randy Trembacki. Very simple. Or perhaps uh, a D&D campaign. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll start a podcast here for D&D. Wow. Who knows? I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both Twitter and Instagram. We are a mailing podcast at mailing podcast on both those platforms. And we'll see you all next week.